0: Open with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I I changed slide decks this morning, and so this passage was in my slides from last Sunday, but not this Sunday, so I don't have a slide for this one, but I do have uh, slides for the other verses that we're going to be putting looking at today, so I'll be able to put them up on the screen. Um, 1 Corinthians... Chapter two. Amen. Now let me give you uh, a few instructions for this message. Okay. I heard it said years ago, and I believe it was something the Lord spoke to Charles Caps. And um, I think I'm correct in that. But the saying goes like this. I want you to read my word again and this time read it like you've never heard it or read it before because sometimes two things happen to us we have preconceived ideas about the word um, and so we let real valuable truth be filtered out by what we already think and therefore miss some really important and profound things the other thing is, sometimes we hear things so often that they lose their impact. They, they, um, the world says it this way familiarity breeds contempt. So the idea is the, you hear it and you hear it and you hear it and you hear it and you almost become numb to it. So I want you to hear it like you've never heard it before this morning. We're going to look at some verses that I'm sure you're going to be familiar with. But again, um, let's believe together for utterance and for the Holy Spirit to land these verses on our hearts afresh and anew. Amen? Now, I told Pam I, I have a sermon that I'm really, really, really excited about preaching. It's not necessarily a Christmas sermon. And so we'll get to that soon. I'm so excited about preaching it. I I started talking about it at the end of the sermon last Sunday night. Um, But I do want to tie what we're doing this morning in with where we were last week. I like to do that. And so remember we've been talking about Jesus becoming a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon you and me and and that we might receive the promise of God's Holy Spirit by faith so the blessing of Abraham is upon those of us who have been born again and we have also received the promise of God's Holy Spirit by faith now I want to talk to you today in this Christmas sermon and the title is knowing the gift of God knowing the gift of God let me just get some things off the top of my heart right quick and then we'll dig into this okay John said this concerning the love of God he, he said he said we have known and believed the love that God has for us so you can't believe what you don't know believing begins with knowing and then of course knowing begins with hearing But there are spiritual things that we cannot know unless the Holy Spirit reveals them to us. They're spiritually understood, which means your brain, your meat computer will only carry you so far. This is why when we read the Scriptures, when we study the Scriptures, when we hear messages and sermons and classes from the Scriptures, that we need to use faith. in in delivering those messages, but also faith in receiving those messages, believing that we are going to receive and that the Holy Spirit is present. That's one of the reasons that we spend so much time worshiping before we enter into the Word. We're setting our hearts and minds upon the things of God, setting our hearts and minds uh, and our affections uh, upon things above, getting ourselves tuned into the Holy Spirit so that these will not just be words on a page, but that we will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit as He speaks to us this morning. Amen? Amen? Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. My friend, our Creator Father is a giver. He is love and love's nature is to give. He enjoys giving. That's why you and I enjoy giving. It's because we were created to look like he looks and to function as he functions, his image and likeness. We we weren't just created to resemble him, we were created to operate in life in our lives the way he has always operated in his. And we enjoy giving because he enjoys giving. Amen. Our Creator Father is a giver. And this verse says that we have been given some things that we don't know about. There are some things that belong to us that, that, that apart from the Holy Spirit revealing these things to us, we will never see it, never enjoy it, never understand it. Amen. So one more time, we have received the Spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Amen. Now, when you're about to open a gift, um, there is normally some level of excitement, some level of uh, anticipation. Um, I think when Jesus said that we need to be like little children to enter the kingdom, that This was one of the things he was referring to. Kids get very excited about gifts and being given gifts and finding out what's in packages that they don't know or understand is in them. Let me say it another way. Children are very um, excited and energetic To tear open a package and to lay hold of what's inside that package amen I think sometimes as we get older if we're if we're not careful this world will 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 tend to jade us and we become uh, a little uh, less excited and 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 a little more calloused towards these things and so I want you to get excited this morning about the gifts That father has given to us and about knowing the gift of God about about receiving um, and believing that we've received the many many things that our creator father has given to us amen turn with me now to john the fourth chapter john chapter 4 and verse number 10 at some point we may just put verses on the screen and not take the time to look every single one of them up amen Obviously, uh, video, audio, podcast, hard copy CD of this message is available if you would like to go back and, and look each one of them up if you don't have a pen and paper to take notes. But I do want you to at least see this one. John chapter 4 and verse number 10. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink. You would have asked Him, and He would have given you living water. Now, this verse comes out of an encounter Jesus had with a woman beside a well. We just know her as the woman at the well in Scripture. But we know that Jesus was, of course, Jewish. She was Samaritan. They were at the well later in the day. This woman's life was a mess. Jesus was drawn there by the Holy Spirit To have a conversation with this woman and he begins the conversation by asking her to give him some water she bristles at this idea she says you know who are you uh, asking me a samaritan woman to give you a jewish man a drink of water we know of course as the story unfolds that this lady did not have the best of reputations and so i'm not exactly sure what she thought jesus uh, was was doing or, or trying to get from her uh, that afternoon at the well. And Jesus answers her uh, kind of, uh, I don't know if, if it was stern, but resisting uh, remarks by saying, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me drink. In other words, Jesus is saying, look, lady, if you only knew, who I am and what I've come to give to you. If you only knew what I have in my possession and in my authority to give to you. Amen. You would ask me instead of me asking you. In other words, Jesus went there asking her for water, but he wasn't there just to get water from her. He was there to give water to her. Amen. And so he says again, if you knew the gift of God. Now listen to me. It's very easy for us to talk about other folks, unnamed folks, amen, who aren't a part of this family of faith. But we're not talking to them or about them this morning. We're talking uh, about us this morning. And we're talking about who we are and where we are and what Father has for us this morning. And I, I hear from time to time um, uh, things that are said that, amen, make it clear to me that we still need to know some things about what we've been given. We still need to know the gift of God. We still need to have revealed to us by the Holy Spirit what belongs to us because of who we are in Christ Jesus. Remember, your heritage, this is Heritage Christian Center, your heritage is what belongs to you because of who you are. Amen. So when Jesus said to this lady, if you knew the gift of God, I believe He could also say to me and you this morning about some areas in our lives where we are not fully understanding what He has given to us, and because we don't know the gift of God, we are looking for answers in other places. Now, let's go to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 2. Amen. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 2. And um, and we can look this one up together as well. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 2. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 2. If you knew the gift of God. Amen. If you knew the gift of God. So this is what the Holy Spirit says to us through the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor. As in the day of Midian. Now, it's been quite a few years ago, we preached a Christmas sermon from verse 4 as the days of Midian. And if you understand how God instructed uh, Gideon to go and defeat the Midianites, they put uh, lights in clay jars so as to conceal the light until they had surrounded the enemy. And then all at once, the the sound of them breaking those clay jars and the light shining forth, breaking forth from that broken clay jar, it, it confounded the enemy. And it was instrumental in God bringing great victory for his people. And now he's prophesying about the coming Messiah. Verse 6 gives us context. So he's saying that those who sat in darkness have now seen a great light. And he talks about the, the burden being broken and the oppressor being defeated and it being as in the days of Midian. And I believe the reference there to the days of Midian involved the breaking of... Um, of, of the little teenage Virgin Mary, amen, the breaking of her water and the opening of her earthen vessel and she gave birth, amen, to the light of the world and he came suddenly, amen, upon our enemies And defeated them let me read these same verses to you and I'll put them on the screen from the message translation and please let them just wash over your heart and and mind and spirit this morning it says the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light for those who lived in a land of deep shadows light sunbursts of light you repopulated the nation you expanded its joy Oh, they're so glad in your presence. Festival joy. The joy of a great celebration. Sharing rich gifts. Amen, come on now. Rich gifts and warm greetings. The abuse of oppressors and cruelty of tyrants. All their whips and cudgels. A cudgel is like a, uh, it's, it's, it's a, a bat or, or a, a stick that would have been used to poke and, and prod and goad uh, uh, people. Their cudgels and curses is gone, done away with. A deliverance as surprising and sudden as Gideon's old victory over Midian. Amen. Now, I want to spend the rest of our time together this morning just going through several verses that speak of the things that God has given to us. Is that okay? Can we do that? Now, the first one and I don't believe any collection of verses concerning God's gifts would be cor- co- uh, complete if we didn't include this one and again, it's a verse you're familiar with. Hear it for the first time again this morning, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have, receive, everlasting life. The giving of this Son, unto us a Son is given. A child is born, a Son is given. The giving of the Son, Jesus, is the means by which we have now received this unspeakable Unimaginable gift of eternal life, my friend. As as much as I believe we are thankful and grateful for eternal life, I believe it is very difficult for us to properly appreciate it now. I believe the older we get in this life, the more we appreciate the promise of this life that is to come, this eternal life that is already ours that will that will transcend life on this planet but I believe genuinely we will not be able to fully appreciate it and and fully give thanks for it until we are on the other side amen how about this Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7 let me just put these on the screen for us now as we go through several of these but to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. My friend, Jesus wasn't just here to give his life for us, but after he did all of that for us, he then gave gifts to us. Amen. James chapter 1 and verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. The Amplified says every free gift, every large gift, and every full gift. Amen. Now, Romans chapter 8 and verse 32. He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us, come on now, all things? So the giving of Jesus to us is significant because it reveals not just what Jesus has done for us and what He has made available for us now by way of salvation, but the Bible teaches that because God the Father gave Jesus to us and for us, that this is this is um, uh, signifying that there's nothing that he has that he will not now freely give to us. Because he gave Jesus, this means there is nothing else less than Jesus that he has withheld from us but has freely given to us. Come on now, all things. All things. Amen. Praise God. I want to give you this verse this morning from the Passion Translation. For God has proved His love by giving us His greatest treasure, the gift of His Son. And since God freely offered Him up as the sacrifice for us all, He certainly won't withhold from us anything else He has to give. Wow. 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 Well, let's... Um, I'm going to use some uh, gift opening terminology now. Let's open, amen. Romans 6.23. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Our Lord Ephesians 2 and 8 for by grace you've been saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is salvation is come on now the gift of God are you seeing all the Bible and and we're not even gonna you know this isn't going to be an exhaustive list I've still got a few more for you but even the things that we're looking at in Scripture As far as what Father God has given, knowing the gift of God, knowing that he's given you salvation, knowing that he's given you his son, knowing that he's given you eternal life, knowing that if he spared not his only son but delivered him up for us all, how will he now not freely give to you everything else he has to give to you? Knowing the gift of God, not just hearing about it, not just being somewhat familiar with it, but knowing these things, believing these things, having the reality of these things affect the way you you look at yourself, the way you look at life, the way you look at your family, the way you consider your future. My friend, we are not going into the future God has prepared for us empty-handed. We are going into that future having been given all kinds of gifts, equipping us and Preparing us for the future that lies ahead of us. The sermon that I mentioned earlier, the Lord has, has been speaking to my heart. And again, I've learned over the years that when He begins to speak to my heart about things, it's because He's preparing us for what is ahead of us. Amen. He spoke to us this past year about giving Him place. It's because we've got to give Him a higher place in our lives because in so doing, it'll prepare you and me and us as a family of faith for where He's wanting to take us next. Let me say it another way. A refusal or a failure on our part to give Him the place in our lives He deserves is going to prevent Him from being able to carry us to that next level of faith, that next level of grace, that next level of glory that He has prepared for us. Amen. Now, hear me on this. I'm not, I'm not here to scare you. Fear is not in my toolbox. But the Lord has been speaking very strongly to me about speaking to you about supernatural protection for you and your family. Divine protection. My friend, it's, it's in our gift package. It's, it's under Father's tree for you and me. A protection policy, a protection plan, divine protection. He started talking about it in the Old Testament. He talked about you being somewhere where 11,000 people were killed and it didn't touch you. Amen. There were 11,001 people in a calamity and you were the only survivor. How, how, do we, how do we participate in this kind of protection? Faith. You've got to believe you're protected. Listen to me now. You've got you to believe you are. This is why the devil tries so hard to get you to worry. It's why he tries so hard to get you in fear about not being protected. Because, again, faith is what, is what activates the shield. Fear is what pokes holes in it. My friend, we do not face the future unprotected. We're only vulnerable if we believe we are. We're only exposed if we believe we are. Amen. Gift after gift after gift. Even what he talks about and we're almost there in the book of Ephesians in our study of a multi-year study in the book of Ephesians the armor of God how do you put on the helmet of salvation by believing what the Bible says about your salvation how do you put on the breastplate of righteousness by believing what the Bible says about your righteousness That's how you put that armor on. That's how you go out into the world protected by that armor. By believing it. It's not a physical armor. It's not some clanky helmet you squeeze your head into every morning. You put it on by faith. The belt of truth. My friend, there is still truth in the world. It's under attack, the devil's doing everything he can to water it down and break it down and minimize it, but we put the truth of God's word around our, be- around our waist every morning before we leave our house. What does that mean? Believing that there is a truth. In spite of what the world says, in spite of what Washington says, in spite of what uh, Hollywood says, there are things that are still right and there are things that are still wrong in our world today, amen. Put that on by faith. Praise God. Well, amen. It's just spilling out of me. Let's, let's talk more about knowing the gift. Amen. Knowing the gift. Let's go now. I'll put it on the screen. Romans chapter 5, and let's begin at verse 15. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift, reckon he's emphasizing gift here. Are you seeing this? Gift, 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 gift. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense, this is speaking of Adam's sin if you're not familiar with these verses. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification to be made right before God in the eyes of God. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Well, are, we, are we opening it up this morning? Are we unwrapping it this morning? The gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense judgment came to all men resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act the free gift came to all men resulting in justification of life. I want to give you these same verses from the Passion Translation. Verse 15 from the Passion Translation. Now there is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift that we experience. For the magnitude of the gift far outweighs the crime it's true that many died because of one man's transgression, but how much greater will God's grace and His gracious gift of acceptance overflow to many because of what one man, Jesus the Messiah, did for us. And this free-flowing gift imparts to us much more than what was given to us through the one who sinned. For because of one transgression, we are, we are all facing a death sentence with a verdict of guilty, but this gracious gift leaves us free from our many failures and brings us into the perfect righteousness of God, acquitted with the words, not guilty. Death once held us in its grip, and by the blunder of one man death reigned as king over humanity. But now how much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus the Messiah. In other words, just as condemnation came upon all people through one transgression, so through one righteous act of Jesus' sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us to a victorious life is now available to all Wow well ruling and reigning in life are we kings without kingdom are we kings without a kingdom absolutely not Luke 12 and 32 do not fear little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom How about this? John 14. Let's open this one. And I will pray the Father and He will give you another helper that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him but you know Him for He dwells with you and will be In you now if it were not enough that God the Father gave us the son unto you a child is born unto you a son is given the Son of God that father gave to you he turned around and he asked the father to give you the Holy Spirit. And Father answered that request. The Bible says that you have two helpers. You have two advocates. One in heaven, helping you and representing you there. That's Jesus. And you have a second one. The Holy Spirit is your advocate here now upon the earth. He is here with you, helping you and representing you here gifts gifts that have been given to you and me by our father in case it needs to be clarified Luke 11 and 13 if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give the holy spirit to those who ask him man but wait there's more let's unwrap one more can we do it john 17:22 jesus to his father and the glory which you gave me i have given them. Amen. Amen. I've been known to wear a few hand-me-downs over the years. Come on now. <laughs> Having an older brother, nothing wrong with that. One of the things that Pam and I are really enjoying is, is she saved some of John Mark's clothes that like Oliver won't fit into this yet, but one of John Mark's favorites when he was a little fella was his Buzz Lightyear jacket. Amen. That Buzz Lightyear jacket is, is hung in our coat closet. It's in our, I saw it yesterday. It's hanging in our coat closet, you know, waiting for the day that one of the grandkids can can uh, can wear that. Amen. So Jesus was given... Glory here on this earth as a man by his father Philippians 2 says that the glory that he has in heaven he He set that aside and came to earth as a man and father then crowned him or gave him glory and What Jesus did on this earth he did as a man crowned with the glory that belongs to mankind and now notice at the end of Jesus earthly ministry What is he doing? Father, the glory that you gave to me, I think it'll look really good on them. Amen. Gently worn, but it's eternal anyway. And so the glory that Jesus operated with on this earth, given now to you and me, That they may be one just as we are one. Well, Father's clothed in glory this morning. And it's important that we also be clothed in glory. Remember, everyone sinned and fell short of the glory of God. But Jesus, right, came and took care of our sin problem. I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one that the world may know that you have sent me and love them as you have loved me anybody in here have any problem believing that God the Father loves Jesus do you realize that he loves you with the same love that he loves Jesus with this morning what a gift what a gift. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. From three different translations. First of all, from New King James. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Knowing that I wanted to come to you this morning and talk to you about some of the things that father has given us and the magnitude of these things and I said you know I think the best thing for me to do is just tell them what you said father remember now anything I could ever say about a scripture is never more important than the scripture itself amen but it's hard to put into words in this passage here explains why the gift that we've been given is indescribable from the amplified now thanks be to God for his gift precious beyond telling is indescribable inexpressible free gift and then finally from the message paraphrase thank God for this gift, his gift, no language can praise it enough. Amen. Singers and musicians would please come. Keith Moore has a saying the only gift you enjoy is the one you receive. The only gift you enjoy is the one you receive. Amen. The only gift you enjoy is the one you receive. It's one thing for Father to have given you and me all of these things. Remember the magnitude. Remember where we began? The magnitude of what we've been given. We have received not the Spirit, Of this world the Spirit who is from God so that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God so let me fast forward to sometime I don't know mid-morning midday Wednesday Thursday morning, Friday morning, maybe you're off for a little while, but inevitably somebody's going to ask you, What'd you get for Christmas this year? How about this? Santa, good to you this year? I don't know about Santa, but let me tell you what my heavenly father, let me tell you what he gave me this year. Let me, let me talk, let me, you got just a minute. Let me, man, I'm telling you, it's indescribable, the gift. it's, It's too precious for words and the gifts just keep coming. It's just a free flow of gifts. I'm still getting gifts. It's you know whatever day it is, it's, man. It's it's already January the 9th. and I'm. It, I mean, it's it's just still flowing, the gifts. Amen. Amen. Knowing the gift. Knowing the gift of God. Amen. Stand with me this morning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning for all the things that you've given us, but the most precious being your Son, your Holy Spirit, and the salvation that Jesus bought and paid for that the Holy Spirit now leads us to and enables us to receive. Amen. With heads bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around just for a moment. Maybe you're here this morning, this Sunday before Christmas 2019. You say, Pastor Mark, I've never received for myself this gift of salvation that Jesus paid such a high price for me to to have. If that's you, today's your day. Amen. This is the day. The Bible says now is the acceptable time of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. If you've never called upon Jesus to receive this free gift of salvation and you'd like to this morning, could I just real quickly see your hand, just lift your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. Never been born again. Anybody in the house? Never been born again. Anybody? Amen. Amen. So Father, we rejoice together with all those in the room this morning who have already received this gift of salvation. May we not limit you and our understanding and faith, but may we recognize, Father, that you have given us so much more than forgiveness of sins. And may we make it our determined effort and goal, beginning now and in this new year ahead, to go after, pursue, and lay hold with the excitement, the enthusiasm, the the energy Of a child father to unwrap all that has been given to us Lord help us Lord know the gift believe the gift walk in experience enjoy the gift how disappointing it must be for you father to have paid such a high price to give us these things And we, in many cases, Lord, continue to live as if the gift was never given. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Amen. Let's sing together before we're dismissed. If you would like someone to